word, bro. Okay. I know it's a Friday. It's a Friday night, but energy, energy, energy. Come Woo! on. Woo! Okay. They're going to rumble. They can take it. They're going to rumble. They can take your face off. It's about drive. It's about power. We stay hungry. We devour. Put in the work. Put in the hours and take what's ours. Black and Samoan in my veins. <laughs> yes. I'm feeling the hype. Let's go. Let's keep it going. That's a Christian defamation. If you want to bring it to the masses face to face. <laughs> oh, my God. So what's my fucking name? Okay, your vibe uh, is very, very intense. Mine's more like, this is how we do it. This is how we do it. Sha-la-la-la-la-la-la. That is good because it brings balance. And as the great Thanos, yes, the great Thanos. Can't be disputed after we watching Eternals. Mm-hmm, that guy mm-hmm. helped us out, man. Big the time. great Thanos said, balanced, as mm. all things should be. Indeed. But yeah, we are back. Lockdown Yards. I'm Ed. And you know me, my name is Charles. And yeah, we're going to do something a little different today. We're not, there's not an actual film review. We're just going to realize there's a lot of film news that happens. And if you guys know it recently, we tried to talk a bit more about it before the the actual review. But we just thought, why, why not give it a try and just dedicate an episode to talking about that stuff? Because there's a lot that happens in the week in the world of film and Heck, we, we just want to talk about it a bit more. So, yeah, Film, man. TV too. Film and TV, yes. yes. I, I feel like we're, what, 70% film and then 30% TV. You think not... 30? <laughs> you think that's too little? <laughs> Actually, thinking about it, only thing, we've done WandaVision. We, ha- we did didn't all, we do did, Loki. We did all the MCU TV shows apart from Loki, all right? Yeah. We did Squid Game. Yeah. We did... You know what? Sometimes we've done so many episodes. Sometimes I can legit forget. It's <laughs> a low key oh. flex. We've done countless episodes. I can't possibly remember which one we've done. <laughs> legit, I like that, man. I like that. But yeah, man, it's just a lot happens in the world of film. You know, news pops up here. Like one one particular one that, and I've told Charles about this. This one has enraged me because I'm a huge fan of the original version mm-hmm. of the film, Train to Be Sun. So As Train am to I. Be Sun. Uh, Korea, South Korean film about it's a zombie film, you know, zombies take over, and we follow a surviving pack of passengers as they head on literally, quite literally, a train to Busan <laughs> to safety. Yeah. And it's such a good film. I love this film so much. It's actually a bit of a tearjerker as well, man. I don't know about you, but when I get to the end, the daughter crying, oh, Bro. tugs on me heartstrings, man. Tugs on me heartstrings, I tell you. Singing through the tears. Listen, Little yes. baby walks as well. She's Aww. doing the like a South Korean version of Aloha Hoi. Oh, wait, that was off key. <clears throat> Let me start again. Okay, go on. From the top. Aloha Hoi. Aloha Hoi. Wait, am I just singing the version from Lilo and Stitch? You know what? Yes, you are. Yeah, you are. I was waiting for you to literally clock that. I was like, this guy is doing Lilo and Stitch. He's going to get sued by Listen, Walt Disney. That, that same, you know, you get, you get it. That same melody. If you see, if you yeah. see the film, it's a tearjerker, man. Mm-hmm. From when she's screaming for her dad and he just nah, sacrifices not, I, himself. I had a different experience with the film. It was a tearjerker. It has tearjerker moments, but 
bro, I was there for like the action. I'm Don over Lee. zombie. Don Lee, yeah. Don Lee was a tank, just like he was in Eternals, as always. Man, holding off the zombies with one arm saying, go, take my wife. And then freaking taking them all out, like pretty much like getting them to safety. Man, that was, <laughs> it's a bit, that scene was intense, man. Mm-hmm. They were just, it's the fact that at one end, they were trying to hold them off and the other end, they had their fellow um, non-zombified humans just turn against them and try to sacrifice them. It was like, damn, man, this is intense. Man, that guy in a suit. He's just a cockroach, man, honestly. You could have survived uh, yeah. the apocalypse, man. <laughs> he was a typical corporate asshole, if you like. Yeah. yeah. Man. But the reason we're talking about Train to Busan is inexplicably. A re- well, I guess not inexplicably because, you know, success. What's what's that um that saying? Imitation Six. is the biggest, biggest form, form of flattery. Of flattery. Yeah, that's yeah. It. So Hollywood has seen, hey, yo. Y'all like that? All right. All right. We're going to do yeah. our own version. Train to New York. It's like, what? Why? <laughs> why, why, why? And uh, we should point out, this is not the first time you know, mm. this has happened, but uh, one infamous example, The Departed, right? So yeah. The Departed was based off an original... Wait, oh, which country was it from? It was, just, it was made in... Was it Japan? I believe there was a there's an original version before The Departed, which you know has become a bit of a cult classic with yeah. Leonardo DiCaprio and Matt Damon, Alec Baldwin, etc. But uh, Mark Wahlberg as well. But um, yeah, it's not the first time you know Hollywood has said. They, I have another example, mm. and I I have recently watched this film, and I don't even want to watch the remake because I know it's not going to be the same. Old Boy. Old Boy, Old Boy, Old Boy yes, has yes. been remade. It was remade in 2013 with Josh Brolin, and I saw the fight scene that is just iconic in the original one. It has nothing. I felt nothing. It felt like a hollow, same. hollow remake. And I know they want, and I could tell they changed things in the plot because there was no way they're going to remake it like scene for scene and plot, plots for plot. Like you know, no way. And they did. I'm like, nah, that's not Old Boy. That's that's your old boy. This is my old boy over here. That's a new boy, man. Tell you, uh, damn. Honestly, man. That, uh, we could list off so many examples. Not at the top of my head, but if you, you if you Google uh, Hollywood remakes of films from Asia and just that kind of category, you'll see like there's just so many. I mean, yeah, but Scarlet's, there are some good remakes. So Scarface was a remake. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but I think the reason a lot of people are in uproar about the Train to Busan one is one, the film has got a huge cult following, and I'm part of it. I'm probably the one the ringleaders because I love that film, and it's not one of those tiny film, tiny unknown films that Hollywood can secretly just copy, and then people be like, "Oh, let me go find the original." I had no idea about the original. Now nah, we know about this one, and it's just. It, it, it screams a lack of respect for the original. Mm. As I said, you know, respect, not respect as in they don't rate the film. They obviously rate the film, which is why they won't, won't remake it. It's the fact that they think the South Korean version probably not good enough for Western audiences and they want to bring it to Western audiences when, listen, we can read subtitles, man. 
Mm-hmm. Parasite, Squid Game. We've been watching anime. You've been watching more anime than me over the years, but yeah, man. Subtitles. I've already made my stance on subtitles very clear. Yeah. I can listen to it with English speaking, man. Like on an average Tuesday, even whether it's subbed or dubbed, because you know you got to account for people with of different abilities. Subbed or dubbed, you don't need to remake the whole damn show. So it's just, yeah. it's, it's just it's annoying, man. It's, mm. And uh, mark my words, I'd, Squid Game. Mm. USA remake. Mark my words. Oh God, no. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. really, Squid Game kind of has elements of like the same thing from like um, Battle Royale and like Hunger Games, which you, those aren't really remakes, though. They're like the same kind of category of things. But you just know that if they do try and remake. Something similar to it, they're gonna just go for that blueprint because it's tried and tested. What would you even call it? US Squid Games? I don't know, Dodgeball. (laughs) 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 Oh man, any classic game from the United States, just call it Mm. that. But yeah, that's that's my rant over for that. I don't know. You already got anything else to, to say on that one? You know, it really grounds my gears. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, man. Um, I was we were just going to be discussing what, what's been happening lately. Yeah, like, and uh, I want to bring up this topic mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. it's going to be my favorite one, I think. Unless you got something better, the Spider-Man trailer drop, bro. Yes, yes. I was literally going to mention that. Go on, shoot, shoot. Your thoughts, please. I liked a lot of what I saw. I thought it showed me what we already knew was going to happen. We saw more of Doc Ock. We saw more of Green Goblin. We saw, oh, they did our boy right. They did our boy right. Jamie Foxx has been fixed. He does not have a comb over the anymore. The comb over is fixed. We give thanks. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Shot. That hairline was sharp. I was like, yes. Cheese. There you go. Yes, he, they fixed Jamie Foxx, and I like the little animation they did with the classic comic book, like a um, mouse thing, but done in like electricity. I like they did that little touch yeah. there. But um, yeah, I thought it was darker than any of the other ones. Like I think of Homecoming, I and how you got to here, and like this is a completely different kind of tone. I feel, even though you can see the like Marvel jokes in there and everything. Mm-hmm. And obviously, we have to talk about like the edit that people found, and they were like, yeah. That's photoshopped, <laughs> or yeah, so whatever. Even before that, do you? Th- so you are firmly of the opinion, and I think most people are, that we are going to see all three Spider Men in this, as in Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield, and of course Tom Holland. I feel like we've seen enough evidence, leaked or otherwise, to suggest something like that because you have the villains of like you literally have like there's no way you include Green Goblin and Doctor Ock. You, yes. There's no way you include Lizard, Electro, Sandman, and not have the the people they fought. Yeah, exactly. It's so obvious. I don't know. I feel like they're going to release another trailer. Legit, because it to me, and I mean, don't no disrespect to Tom Holland Spider Man. He's going to die without backup. His oh, backup yeah. is Ned Leeds and Mary Jane, and they're fighting a Sinister Six. This is not a combo that's going to win. He needs a backup. He's got he's got Doctor Strange, but he's busy with the multiverse. By the stuff. way, did you get vibes from the trailer that Doctor Ock was not a well? To be fair, he didn't die a bad guy in Spider Man Two. 
So did he, I got the sense that he's kind of working together with Tom Holland. I got the feeling that, yeah, I got that feeling too, because he said, you're not Peter Parker. Yeah, and then he crushes him against the wall, and then you see them later bantering him about his name, saying, no, really, what's your name? <laughs> Bro, I wanted to, I, if I were a writer, I would have been like, his comeback to Peter would be like, so what's your name? Peter Parker? He's alliteration, alliteration. You both have alliterative names, like, the fuck? <laughs> if anyone from the MCU is listening, hire this man right now. They did that on purpose. Dum Dum Dugan, Stephen Strange, Peter yep. Parker, like I said, and a, uh, a bunch of other ones. Think Fang Foom. You don't know about him, but he's, an, he's a dragon in the Marvel Universe. Bro, it's they love alliteration. Bruce Banner. Bru- was... Thank you, Bruce Banner. So much. But yeah, it was definitely a thing. Mm. I, that trailer, the trailer didn't actually overwhelm me. It didn't. It didn't wow me. I mean, too much. There's nothing in there that made me go, "Ooh!" Apart, apart from maybe Green Goblin, because I remember we spoke about it previously, and you said it was in the poster, but I didn't quite see it. But now yeah, it's you got it in there. 4K, bro. It's there 4K. in 4K. So yeah, I'm looking forward to the whole spectacle. Still wondering how much Doctor Strange is going to play in this, actually. Mm. I feel like he's going to be near the start of the film and then just be like, all right, I'm out. Scooby-Doo really do this him. crap. Yeah. <laughs> you see, that's what that's what gave me uh, the impression that he's going he's gonna to be like, I'm out. He's going to be like Kingo. He's going to be like, all right, you guys do your own thing. I'm out. I might be back at the end for a cheeky post-credit scene, but <laughs> this is your movie, so goodbye. Yeah. I don't know. I think you'll have as much of a presence as, like, say, Iron Man. Oh, actually, no, I think it'll be more because they're going to really... They they have to really put Stephen Strange, like, in the center of this film to push his next film, which is going to be, like, Multiverse of Madness. Oh, yeah, Multiverse of Madness. Since it features the multiverse, I think he'll be more featured in it. Mm. Even if he's not, I'm sure the film will be fine. Are you going to do a midnight viewing for this one? Bro, I might need to. I might actually need to because I have a Christmas party, right? <laughs> On the same uh... day. <laughs> and if I don't I don't, I don't want to miss it. Now, this is not one to be missed. The spoilers, they're going flat. And <laughs> did you hear that? It's been released two days earlier in the UK here than it is in the USA. Payback time. It's payback time. We've got Venom like two weeks late. There was no chill. These days, yeah, I've, I've got a mini rant. <laughs> about these YouTube critics, YouTube Ooh. reviewers. Get it off your chest. Now, I've been a fan for years, but some of them need to chill. Like, mm, they, mm, they put mm. the thumb in the thumbnail. They've got the mm. spoiler on the day of release. Like, there should be a grace period, man. Mm-hmm. And in the, in the title, like, it's, obviously it's, not, it's common knowledge now, but they're Harry Styles as Eros in Eternals. I haven't mm. seen that mm. on release mm. day. That was ruined for us you know, in the weeks leading up to the film, but to see it on in thumbnails and ah, uh, yeah, man, it's just they just, can they all it chill? does ruin it. They it does chill, ruin man. it. Yeah, I think Endgame got ruined to me that way as well. Two scenes when Black Widow died, Wait, and when told, a, oh man, yeah, in a thumbnail, I saw um her saying "let go" in a in the in the thumbnail, and I saw Black Widow Desi. I was like, oh, okay. And then the second one, the one that hurt the most, but I stopped myself before I read the caption, I saw a thumbnail of Iron Man holding the Infinity Goal. I was like, nope, 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 nope. I don't need to see what happens next. Nope, I don't need to read anything. No. And I was off social media for a day. I hear you, man. 
It hurts, man. It hurts to find out stuff like that, especially with something you're really looking forward to. And these days, it's, it's legit, like, fully accredited critics who are attending the previews, like, weeks ahead of general release, who are ruining it. Like, that guy from Variety. He mm-hmm. told everyone that Harry Styles was in the MCU now, like, two weeks before anyone got to see it. I was like, come on. Like, they better ban him from future previews, honestly. It really disgraceful. should. Disgraceful, I tells you. But, yeah, I'll, I'll aim to see it on release day. As always, I'm not here for spoilers of that nature, even though we kind of have an idea what's going to happen, you know, with Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield showing up. But, yeah, man, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. And even before we start recording, I was talking to you about this movie that I I watched and you started it. So Red Notice. And yeah. See, I think I've complained to you about this before. Rotten Tomatoes, man. Mm-hmm. They're different it just, when they it just, comes to... They're rotten. Yeah. Their opinion is rotten. The thing is, a lot of people don't understand. Rotten Tomatoes isn't an actual body who gives ratings themselves it's just a collection of different critics and audiences who go there to rate so um yeah but i saw you know red notice starring gal gadot uh ryan reynolds doing the rock johnson whose song i was singing at the start of this <laughs> and yeah, the reviews going into that were terrible they were like oh this is awful and blah 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 so again, like Eternals, and I said I'm ashamed because I said I wouldn't listen to critics' noise, but like Eternals, I went in with very low expectations, and I enjoyed this film, man. I knew exactly mm-hmm. what I was going to get, and they delivered on that, and I was just very impressed. So yeah, again, critics showing they are out of touch with reality, with the audience. The critics, only 35% of critics who reviewed this film liked it. Guess how? Guess the same stat for the audience, no, according like, to Rotten Tomatoes. It's like 50? 92% of the audience like this film. 92? As, as opposed to 35% for the critics. Oh, you see these, these results are askew, man. Who are these critics, man? They need to show themselves. Show yourself! Show yourself! <laughs> Stop, you're going to make the critics mad! <laughs> Uh yeah, I, but Red Notice, very enjoyable film. Ryan Reynolds is literally Ryan Reynolds. He's found his thing now. That's just his thing. He's Deadpool yeah, he, and everything. Exactly. He's just Ryan Reynolds, bro. Dwayne Johnson was actually... So he, I remember you were saying in the previous episode, Dwayne Johnson is Dwayne Johnson and everything. And I'll give you, I'll give you that. He was Dwayne Johnson in this one, but it worked. You know what I mean? Mm, mm. Uh, Gal Gadot, she was good. But I think the her two co-stars were just better, personally. But she she did what she had to do. Okay, I've only started, so I'm only like maybe eighteen minutes in, and I had to go to work. Um, I mean, it's it's one of those popcorn flips, pop popcorn mm. flicks. So okay, I was gonna say there's another one that kind of reminds me of. Uh, no, I was gonna say what you said about me saying that about the rock being like the same in every role. Mm. Recently, there's a film I've I've noticed on the coming soon on Netflix that I'm intrigued because it's very different, but mm-hmm. it's also kind of familiar. It's the new Kevin Hart film where he's going to be a comedian who's being framed or something, and it's actually taken seriously. Like it looks very dramatic. 
the trailer looks very intense. It doesn't look What's it funny called? at all. Um, I have to find it and show you, but it's yeah. actually very interesting because it looks dark and it looks grounded. It's nothing like what he's done before. I'm gonna Google it right now, and they look so. Kevin Hart, true story. Does that ring the bell? True story. That's the right. name of it. Yeah. True story. A tour stop becomes a matter of life and death for a famous comic when the fallout from a night with his brother threatening to destroy everything. So this does look quite. Is this his first dramatic role? Possibly. No, no, no. He's done other ones like that one with um Brian Cranston, uh, the Upside Down, which was a remake of the Untouchables, I think. Oh, I wasn't a big fan of that the one. Remake. where Brian Cranston was a Intouchable. Intouchable. I love that, French, film. that French version. I love that one. Fair enough. Okay, I'm I'm, I'm interested in this Kevin Hart it's project. Wesley Snipes in it? Oh, it's a series. Oh, yeah, I've seen season one. Yeah. Uh, it was a movie. But yeah, still. I've got Wesley Snipes in there. It's a crime thriller. Yeah, Wesley Snipes, Lauren London, Billy Zane. It's got quite a cast. Fair enough. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm in. I'm, I'm in. intrigued I'm too. I'm not. I'm I'm here for something different. If he gives me something really different, I'm like, yo. My but man Kevin, Kevin Hart falls into one of those. He's he's the right. He's like a Ryan Reynolds. You know, he's he's Kevin Hart and everything, and it works for him. Mm. We go well, into Kevin Hart films like knowing exactly what we're. Mm, what if we don't seem like? That's what I guess. That's what we're most interested in. That's what I'm interested in. Yeah. But I get what you're saying. Like, even in animation form, he plays a white rabbit. He's still Kevin Hart. Yep. Yep, <laughs> yep, yep. Man. Okay. I'm, I'm intrigued. I've not seen many comedians able to make that transition from, you know, the funny, funny, ha-ha to dramatic. I think Ooh, see, I Eddie, I think Eddie Murphy's been able to do it a few times. Yeah, he has, yeah. Um... Who was it? Steve Carell? Steve, Steve Carell. He did it really well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What was that movie he did with um, Channing Tatum? The Fox something. Fox uh, Catcher? Fox yes, it's that Trotter, rings the bell. Like I'm going to Google it right now. And it, yeah. it got lots of award buzz. Fox Catcher, it. yeah, you're right. Good. Ah, okay. But, um, yeah, comedian, I like when I see comedians just step out of their comfort zone and go into dramatic action but mm. dramatic acting so yeah man i'm looking forward to that project um yeah i was gonna say black panther has been delayed and it's because shuri um letitia wright sustained some injuries on the set mm-hmm. and they had to shut production down until january and i'm just damn i'm seeing on deadline right now that you know, production is on a hiatus because, you know, of her onset injuries. Because she got a shoulder fracture and concussion. I was like, damn, man, what the hell happened? Oh, Letitia right, Letitia right. <laughs> oh, man. It's so sad. When you watch the first film and she's like the most likable character in the, in the whole movie. And uh, it's like every, every bit of news we get out of the project... It's just setback after setback. Not even just for her, but for the the whole Black Panther franchise. Obviously, we lost Chadwick Boseman tragically. And so the project just keeps getting hit, man. It's, just, mm-hmm. it's not nice to hear. And to hear this happening with Letitia Wright, it's not nice either. I actually remember when... Do you remember? I don't know. You're not on Twitter too often, but 
when the idea of a vaccine for COVID was first being talked about, and you know, she was one of the early in inverted commas anti vaxxers yeah, she, she had doubts. She had yeah. doubts. She, she expressed got, her doubts. So yeah, she got cooked for it though. You know how Twitter is. You go against the masses, they cook you. They call yeah, you get ratioed. Mm-hmm. Your mentions just go off like popcorn. It's just it's crazy. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm just sad that seeing the project having so many setbacks because he's had a major setback in you know losing Chadwick Boseman and to have filming suspended, the Letitia Wright stuff, and I'm just man, can they catch a break? Honestly, man. So another film I'm looking forward to and. This is this is out as we're speaking. I think it's out today. So King Richard, I don't know. You say you don't follow football, but do you follow? Do you know enough about tennis to know about the Williams sisters? I don't know much about tennis, but I obviously know who they are. There you go. I know and, about them, and that alone speaks volumes about their impact mm-hmm. in not in just their own sport, but in wider culture as well. So the King Richard film is pretty much a biopic about um, the dad's journey, helping them go through uh, the ranks and bringing them to stardom like they like they did. And it's gotten such good buzz, Oscar buzz, by the way. It's gotten really good Oscar buzz for Will Smith for the first time in I don't know how long. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping, we, I hope he will. It's surprising yeah. that he doesn't have one, but at the same time, he doesn't need one to prove he's a good actor. Oh yeah, we got we got a whole barrage of actors who just don't have that final defining Oscar. Um, Amy Adams, one of the more no- notable ones. Leonardo DiCaprio was in that bracket for time. Yeah. Uh, Gary Oldman was there. Man, there's a whole list of them. But again, you know, I don't know. You get some. Sometimes you get. People saying you don't need an Oscar to you know to validate someone as an actor, but let's face it, man. When you they do eventually win that Oscar, like it's just a moment of joy. Mm. You can say, ah, oh, you don't need an Oscar, this and that, this and that. But honestly, once it does land, you're just so crazy happy for them. Like it's Amy true. Adams has gone for Oscars so many times, nominated I don't know how many times, but just been pipped there's always been one person just better it's so unlucky it's true but again like you said it's not needed like they can prove they prove their chops every time very much so man very much so so i am i think we're getting towards a award season though aren't we because it usually is around january isn't it or is it feb well technically as soon as it turns september that's when it begins because you start to see conversations mm-hmm. and you start to see films being shown at festivals and that's when the buzz starts to get generated and as soon we're going to see actual it's still in the rumor speculation stage at the moment but we're going to start to see hard nominations definitely january i think by january we'll know the, the nominations in full for things like the golden globes academy awards but yeah you know we love award season, man. We love award season, but it also means it's got we got homework to do when it comes to award season. So yeah, I know. I need to watch the French dis- dispute. 
Oh, dispatch. Oh, the French dispatch with yeah. uh, Timothy Chalamet. Yeah. It's interesting really... to see him in a different role. Yeah, yeah. And Wes Anderson... I don't know, are you a fan of Wes Anderson films? The guy who loves symmetry, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic Mr. Fox. Grand Budapest Hotel was Is a amazing. Masterpiece. It really was. It really was. If you haven't seen that, check it out. It's a mm-hmm. great film. But, yeah, man, I'm... Looking forward to award season as ever. We're going to do our thing, aren't we? Yeah, we're going to stay, stay up. up. Indeed. We'll stay up, watch it overnight, lose out on sleep, and get annoyed at all the adverts in between. Yep. <laughs> How many adverts for AT&T do you need to get the message? Listen, they want to know that. Listen, we sponsored you guys, so you're going to show us that every... I want all of you to have AT&T tattoos. <laughs> Straight up, <laughs> but it's worth it every time. Um, what was I gonna say, bro? I love getting into like these discussions with you when we see something happen <laughs> and it's just the wrong thing that wasn't meant to happen, like just misreads and like wrong n- nomination calls and stuff. That I will never ever forget the moonlight incident. That was so funny. <laughs> There's nothing funnier at that time of night when it just messes uh, up. In a way, so a few days after that, I was, I was quite annoyed that they ruined Moonlight's moment. But in a way, that happening kind of immortalized the moment above other Oscar-winning moments. Because let's face it, it made it memorable. It was a highlight for sure. I can't tell you who won the Oscar in the previous year or the year after that off the top of my head. It was a clip. Yeah. Ah, I see what you did there. Moonlight, Eclipse, there, okay. All right, all right, all right. Get a load of this guy. (laughs) Get a load of this guy. But, yeah, that was, that year was hilarious. Was it the, was it that ceremony where Mad Max was just cleaning up? I think it was, you know. It was just, at one point, you got to, you got to the technical awards. And all we heard was, and the winner is... Mad Max, Fury Road. Yeah, like three times in a row at one point, I swear. It's like, damn, man. Mad Max, Fury Road. (laughs) Must have got tired of it. Is this my Mad Max, Fury Road. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, I am, I'm looking forward to the the Oscars. Sometimes I feel like it goes by so quickly. Like, you've been doing all this anticipation for it, and then, bam. Bro, the, the worst part is when you just, you know, the, they know the categories that we want. Mm-hmm. And they wait to, like, what's late for us, but what's, like, at the end for them. Uh, it's just so long to get to the best picture. They really take the whole saying, save the best for last, seriously. You really find out how much goes into a film by how much awards they have for these things. You find out through that end, like, every time you see an MCU film, you know, you wait till the end through all the credits, and you see the hundreds and hundreds of names attached to the film through the credits and you're just like man every single name here first of all you get to see how much money was spent on the film because every single name or vast majority of them has been paid like they're all they're all on the payroll so you see all that money when you see these budgets 250 million spent on the film sometimes i'm like damn 250 million really Mm -hmm. Mm. They realize, yeah, they got to pay all these people. So, yeah, it makes sense. It, it does make sense. sense. But, 
yeah, a lot of work goes into these and love seeing it celebrated. Um, what are you going to watch in cinema this week? Well, this, this next week, I guess. Um, I'm going to try and watch, um, was it Last Night in Soho? Oh, you reminded me. I watched that. I oh, you did? It. Yes. Okay, give me a non-spoiler like, little like thing. Give me, give, me, give me something. Give me something to look forward to. No, as you... Actually, I don't... Or, not, or should I not be looking forward to this? Oh, yeah, you should be looking forward to it. I was going to say, as you know, I haven't mentioned it on this pod, but I'm a big fan of Edgar Wright. So mm-hmm. I love the Cornetto trilogy, which is Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz, and The World's End. Not Caribbean... Not Pirates of the Caribbean was, and this is a different The World's End. <laughs> it's part of the what they call the Cornetto trilogy, which... Edgar Wright helmed and I'm also a big fan of you know unfortunately a few of the members from it have been um, I've had a few misdemeanors but oh, what was it called Baby Driver yeah Baby Driver oh yeah Baby Driver yeah I love Baby Driver but yeah I don't yeah, know what you're saying Kevin oh. Spacey and Ansel Elgort it's a bit of a mad, mad madness but yeah Jamie Foxx was great in that film though we, oh, yeah. <laughs> Remember that bit where he got in, <laughs> he got in the car. <laughs> oh, wait, I took my memory. What? How did it go? He's, he's, he got in the car. I was like, oh, where are we going? Where are we going? <laughs> he got in the car with Ansel. Oh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Like they're having a proper conversation, yeah. and they just comes in the car and say, "So where are we going, guys?" <laughs> and he was acting all like cheery and. <laughs> oh, cool. Yeah. Can we go to McDonald's? <laughs> <laughs> that's, when, that's when I this Jamie Fox guy. Yeah. I don't know if we've given him his credit on this podcast. Nah, before, we but haven't, but we can. This guy is superbly talented. He can act, dance, mm-hmm. sing, play instruments, the whole shebang. But his range as an actor, he can go from being Ray Charles, which won an Oscar for. Oh, I love that film. Yes. Honestly, man. Such a well made movie. That one and Get On Up with Chadwick Boseman. Yep, uh, playing James Brown. Mm-hmm. Those two are one of my favorite bio, my musical musician biopics. So. Oh yeah, and and Bohemian Rhapsody. That's good as well. Some people, oh, I like people it. have some real issues with not the acting, but mm. the editing in Bohemian Rhapsody. Very random tangent, but how so? I'm gonna send you some, send you a video where you've had actual people who work in um, film just critiquing how certain scenes are cut. And there's mm. just too many cuts, and I actually saw it, but I liked it. I did without all the analysis. First time I watched it, I liked it. I thought Rami Malik deserved this Oscar, so yeah, that's cool. But um, yeah, Jamie Foxx, supremely talented guy, mm-hmm. huge fan. Even with a comb over, no, comb oh. over. <laughs> oh. it's hard to get over that. It really is. It's because it, it's because it wasn't even like the comb over like was uncombed. You know there was. <laughs> it was just all over the place. Bruh. And he had his they even went they tried to do the they tried to be way too on the nose with the nerdy scientist thing. Goofy. Goofy with the music, his glasses tilted. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but last night in Soho, Edgar Wright hit the spot again, man. He's it was a good film. Um it's got a huge twist which you'll like but yeah man, Ooh, we, we, I like can, twists. we can discuss it on the next one once you've seen it but 
Okay. I think okay, you'll okay. like it. Just have a bit of patience with the film, but yeah, man. It's okay, really good. I'm looking forward to watching it now, even more so. Indeed. I might watch it after work someday. And what about you? What are you watching in the cinema? So I've seen Ghostbusters is out. Okay. I'm not... First of all, I'm going to see King, Rich- King Richard. Um, okay. Yeah, King that's, Richard. that's out. But cool, also cool, seen cool. that Ghostbusters is out. Mm-hmm. I think I'm going to see that anyway. I'm not... I know Ghostbusters is like a staple of cinematic history. But I've never like properly been immersed in it. Obviously, we all know the theme tune. But I've never been crazy immersed in it. Hmm. I'm, you know what? I'm going to be honest. I'm the same way. I actually haven't seen anyone except for like the first one and then didn't really get me. I wasn't mm. in that hype. And yeah, I haven't really gone back to it since. Not because it's bad. It's just like, yeah, it's just not for me. Agreed. Agreed. But I do kind of like the look of the the new film. So I mean, I've got Limitless. I'm going to check it out. And yeah, I guess I'll come back with feedback, but... Yeah, that's oh, and I'm gonna see Spencer. So we will talk about award season. Kristen yeah. Stewart is apparently not just you know in the conversation to have a nomination for best actress in a lead best lead actress in the film, but possibly the winner for her portrayal of Princess Diana in the film oh, called okay. Spencer. So I've got a lot to. There's a lot to see. There's a lot to see. The film's called okay. Spencer. It follows uh, Princess Diana, but. Apparently, she's Christian Stewart is just immense in it. Immense. So cool. Yeah, man. Uh, that'd be interesting, man. Oh, man. So, yeah. Twilight people are growing up, man. You got Robin Pattinson doing Batman. You got Kirsten Stewart doing freaking Princess Diana. Who else going to do next? What's Taylor Lautner going to do now? Taylor Lautner's kind of gone off the radar a bit. He's, he did delve a lot into British TV, he was on some BBC free shows. Oh, yeah, I remember. He yeah. was in that random one. I don't remember the name of it, though. Exactly. I was so shocked. I was like, wait, this is Taylor Lautner here. I was like, okay. It's like when we saw Ross. Was it Ross or Joey? Matt LeBlanc and David Schwimmer. Episodes. Yeah, right? yeah. In these yeah. BBC shows. I was like, oh, fair enough. I want to try something yeah, yeah. different. But... Yeah. Um, yeah, man. That's on the radar for me this week. I don't know if I'll get time to see him more, but... Uh, yeah. I'm watching, I'm watching, I know you don't, okay, you mentioned already that you don't watch anime, but I'm watching a live action remake at the moment of one I'm, of the best animes there, are, there is. It's not Cowboy Bebop, is it? It is. I've seen mixed reviews. I know, I know, I've seen these mixed reviews, but we made this point during this episode that reviews are very skew. Yeah, so I'm so, going to wait on your verdict. Yeah, so far... I know what I'm getting. <laughs> I like the fact that I that a lot of the original like um, crew are working on this, and I like the music so far, and I like the, the I, it's an okay vibe, but it's not the same as the anime for sure. But there are moments that really try and imitate it properly, and I respect the attempt at least. But mm. at the moment, I'm, I'm I'm gonna see how it is. I'm keeping my mind open until there's a reason to close it. I see. One of one of one criticism I saw was a lot of the characters don't really translate well to live action. I would say that's a fair statement, but you're always gonna get that because with animes, right, you have like twenty two, twenty three minutes. Some of it is really good dialogue and is really deep. Some of it is just really good shots with good dialogue put pasted over it. With live action, right, 
you've got people always in front of the camera. You've got something you always need to see and it always has to be driving home a point in a expensive which kind of way, I'd say. like Some things aren't going to translate well, I don't think. I think that's always going to be a problem with live action. Yeah. We saw it with Ghost in the Shell. Oh, don't mention that film to me. Oh. Sorry, Unless you're bro. talking about the proper only film, the anime one. No, I'm talking don't. about the ScarJo, man. The Scar-Jo if your favorite film is Ghost in the Shell with ScarJo Henson, we can't talk to each other in life. I'm sorry. I remember what I said before. The, the worst film you think in existence will be adored by someone. One person on this planet. I'm telling you. I'm sorry. I don't know what your name is. I think some people actually get a kick of it. They get a kick of liking bad films. So... Yeah, I mean, okay, I get because yeah. it's just okay. There, there are films out there that are just so dumb that you just have to like them. There's one I'm going to mention. It's a prime example. No, not even Room. I haven't seen Room actually. I need to watch Room. But what I'm thinking about is so random. You're not going to guess how it goes. Oh, you're going to think I, I'm joking. Give me the genre. It's horror. <sighs> it's so dumb that when I tell it to you, you'll be like, "Are you legit serious?" I think I probably even told you about it. Paranormal Activity Four. That makes sense. That would make sense compared to this one. I don't know then. You're, the film is set in the desert and there's a killer tire killing people. A killer tire? Yes, a car tire. A literal tire is just rolling around and somehow it manages to kill people. What in, in the... the... And then you know what the film is called? Oh, no. Go on. Tire. Tire. It's called Tire. <laughs> Ah. and some people will like that because of, some people are probably laughing now because they think nah this is ridiculous I need to check this out and some people have that kind of like relationship with films like that but you can't say that about Ghost in the Shell bro I'm bringing it back you can't bring that about Ghost in the Shell my days you're still reeling over that tire one aren't you I, I'm i gonna need some time to process this one take yeah. your time bro take a week come back oh man it's not called tire it's called rubber my bad rubber is that better is that better? Not really, to be honest. Not really. Slightly, but not really. But, um, oh yeah, that's what I was going to say. So, you know, I, I watched some animes, as in uh, Death Note, and there was a Death Note live-action remake. I didn't get around to seeing it. Did you? No. Because I was going to ask you what your thoughts were on it, but I, I read kind of scared the, to. I did, the, I did this. I read the plot. On Wikipedia, because you're not going to be able to spoil me on a film, a, a, an amazing um, TV series already, not TV series, anime. And I see how they differed, and I was like, nope. And then I saw the trailer, I was like, nope. And I saw Lakeith there, I was like, sorry, even still, no, I can't. It's just a I big, big no energy all around, just nope, nope, nope. The only good thing it had going for it, apart from, no, apart from Lakeith, I'm going to say that because I love this actor. Um, is the fact that it had Willem Dafoe be Ryuk, because that's perfect. Oh, yeah. The voice, oh, yeah. Even the without voice. seeing it, I know that's perfect in my head. You want an apple? Have you mm. got an apple for me? Literally. <laughs> Willem Dafoe is a legend of the game, man. A legend. His lines are iconic, bro. So, <laughs> what was that with a Spider-Man? He can't do this to me. No. no okay. Yeah, that one in Spider-Man one where he's in the board meeting with all those people and they're like, sorry, Norman, uh, you're out. No, you can't do this to me. <laughs> I started this company. Do you know how much I sacrificed? <laughs>
Going through all five stages of, of depression in one go. Legit. And he's, he's like, not to mention, he's an iconic green goblin and when he was in the suit. Although I, I can't get over that that hiss he does <laughs> when he jumps out of the, out of the incubator, the container. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was so bizarre. What was that? <laughs> that was wonderful he, being he turned wonderful. Into the, the green goblin, he grabs a scientist, he chucks him against the wall, killing him. He jumps on it and he does this weird pose and goes <laughs> like a vampire of the night and just, just jumps down to the floor because he doesn't go up. He just jumps down to the floor. <laughs> you don't see that happen, <laughs> but that's what he does. Some Raimi silliness is coming into play there. Just, uh, it's fine, hey. man. If it's that film, it works. Don't do that in MCU, please. Please. By Unless way, you're doing proper one. Every time I rewatch Spider-Man 1. That mm. beat down he gives Spider-Man at the end. Goodness mm. me. <laughs> I offered you moly. friendship and you spat in I my face. <laughs> the one that shot where he goes. <laughs> oh, yeah. When he gets punched. Oh. And I, something that really annoys me about it. The way Peter starts, he just squeals. He goes, ah. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, ah. <laughs> Goodness sake, man. <laughs> You're Spider-Man. Yeah, it's... It, yeah. <laughs> That's, it's, it's that sound you make, isn't it? It's, ah! Yeah, I know exactly what you <laughs> mean. <laughs> That's how you knew he was getting his ass whooped when you he saw that in the films. When you heard that, you are like... No, nah, he's getting beat. Because that... they toned down all the beat down since. They were like, oh, man, you didn't have to it's... go that hard. Oh, but now it sucks now. Because I think... You just because we're talking about Spider Man, I'm thinking about um Far From Home. At the end of it, he had a few scratches on his face, and it's like he ain't been he ain't been through the mill. Tobey Maguire had half his suit ripped off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you took your mask off, bro. Literally, like his half his face was exposed, man. You know how dope that looked. Yeah, Battle One Spider Man. Look at you. Take your mask off. Still, your suit is intact. Little patches here and there. Literally. Ah. Oh, yeah, man. It's, that turned into like a rant at the end. Tony, <laughs> we could rant about a lot of things for ages, but we're we're gonna we're probably gonna wrap it up around there. There's a, we can't just talk about everything in the world of movies, but yeah, this we just talked about the stuff that popped out to us immediately, more immediately. But yeah, um, I definitely want to try these types of episodes more. I don't know, how do yeah. how do you find it? I think it was alright. It was just vibes as always, man. Just conversation. Yeah, just chatting to man. you like I always do, man. Straight up, straight up. Um It's about driving now, kidding. <laughs> Can you stop it? We are trying to be nice and entertaining for the guests. Can I tried not? to leave TikTok TikTok out of it this episode, but you know this one's it's been all over. It's been all over. You just hear it. All the time, oh. it's, it's about drive, it's about power. They go, they go rumble. They go, <laughs> it's about drive, desecration, dedication. Jeez. Oh, but yeah, man, it's been fun. We'll try this again soon. But until then, we will catch you later.